All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Blacklight episode four. I'm Ryan Douglas. I am back with another very special guest. If this is your first time listening, please listen to episode three with Casey Callender, episode two with Terry J. Benson, and episode one with Bolin Allen. Anyways, if this is your first time listening, this is going to be a really amazing episode as well. I have somebody that I am very excited to have with me today. He is the best-selling author of contemporary young adult fiction, Julian Winters, Running with Lions, won accolades for its positive depictions of diverse, relatable characters. Julian currently lives outside of Atlanta, where he can be found reading, being a self-proclaimed comic book geek, or watching the only two sports he can follow, volleyball and soccer. All right, I am very excited to have Julian on here today. His forthcoming novel, The Summer of Everything, is out August 2020. Julian, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. I I kind of want to like erase the whole bio thing because it feels like I'm just hanging out with. No, I'm just. Oh, what? No, 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 no! no I feel like super accomplished. You, you know? It feels so weird yeah. to be like professional with you. I don't know. No, but you're so accomplished though, and celebrated, and like that's what this podcast is for: recognizing those achievements that might go unnoticed, or like you see it flip by, and you yeah, don't really yeah. like sit with it and like pay yeah. attention to how important it is. You know. Thanks. Now I'm gonna have to sit here in my ego for a while. Your debut novel, Running with Lions. What inspired you to write that? And tell me about that whole journey. Uh, it's an interesting journey for me as a writer because I never thought I was going to write a book. I was a fanfic writer for the longest time. Really? Yeah, I was in the fanfic community and. I just never thought, oh, yeah, you can write a full-length novel. That's possible because you could go for 300 pages. No. But the inspiration for Running With Lions came from quite a few things. One, I started writing it 2015, late 2014, early 2015. Uh, and it was a time when there just was not a lot of diversity in publishing. Mm -hmm. um, there wasn't a lot of voices out there. And if they were they weren't like highly celebrated you know they're kind of in the background and it sucked it was so hard for me because i already grew up hating reading and i just thought about like this current generation are they just going to be a repeat of me where they hate reading because all the characters in all the books yeah are all representative of one set of people yeah. um so i wanted to write something diverse there weren't a lot of sports young adult books out there. And I said, you know what? I want to tackle sports, even though I am not coordinated enough to do sports. I enjoy watching um, sports. So I went with that. And then I just, there wasn't enough major queer sports books out there where it wasn't about the character suffering through homophobia and what's it yeah. like to be gay or bi or anything other than straight on a sports team. It's always so much Can I just drama. read Kirk, what Kirk has said about, um, about Running With Lions? A heartwarming freshman novel from an author poised to be a modern Matt Christopher for an older audience. Kirkus Reviews, which is like really iconic to be compared to Matt Christopher. Because like the like the way that I personally saw his books growing up everywhere, and I, I used to read them and I used to not be like, that interested in sports, but it was about the characters and the journey and it was just told through a sports lens. And I feel like that's kind of what you do with this that's book as well. That's exactly what I did. Um, yeah. Because I didn't want it to be like, oh yeah, but only athletes can pick up this book because then I would just be 
just like a niche genre, yeah, exactly. like athlete. It's not, book. Me. <laughs> yeah. it's not me at all. Yeah, um, yeah. I, you know, especially because I'm unathletic, so I right. need it to be something that appealed to a lot of people. Like you said, just told through a sports lens, and that's what I did. And mm -hmm. I don't know, it was, it was a great fun experience for me. And you have a blurb from Becky Albertalli as well. I do, yeah. It was, I love Becky. <laughs> I love Becky too. Becky is so awesome. She's really sweet. Super sweet. Funny, wise, and ridiculously romantic. It hit me right in the heart. A perfect <laughs> Becky blurb. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah, you but, want. From yeah, when I, read, when I read the blurb, it was just like, okay, well, that's all I need. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you're official. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's talk about your publisher. So you're published with um, Duet. Yes. Interlude Press. Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry. Um, we have Terry in the studio with us as well today. Um, I... I accidentally ran into his knee, but um, ignore <laughs> that part. Um, so tell me about your experience with the smaller um, independent press and talk about why that is a thing that varies from writer to writer, like whether they would want to be in that with a smaller press or with like a big five, you know, doing like the huge, like traditional, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. um, so. Like I said, when I was writing Run of Lions back in 2015, there wasn't a lot coming out of the big five where one, it was from the queer experience uh, in like a happy, joyful way. Uh, it, it, a lot of it pretty much went down to, you know, let's talk about queer issues and queer pain and things like that. And that's just like, that's just yeah. not me. Yeah. Um, I can read it. I've experienced it enough to know what it is. Um, and I need something different. Um, and then there just wasn't a lot out there. Like, I remember the time there was like Aristotle and Dante's Conversation to the Universe. Mm -hmm. Adam Silvera was just coming out at the time. But there wasn't a lot yeah. out there. Um, and if it was, like I said, it wasn't as celebrated as some of the other titles. And I just thought to myself, I need to go somewhere where I feel like this book is going to be nurtured and thought uh, done thoughtfully. And that's why I went to Duet Books because yeah. that is their whole game plan is to write positive uh, queer representation where the main character is queer, but their pain and, you know, coming out and things like that is not, it's not the issue of the book. It's just who they just are. It, yeah, yeah. It's just part of who they are. Um, and then their, their stuff always has a happy ending, you know, whether it is, oh, I love that. yeah, that is their goal is, you know, you can't just, yeah. And, and at the end, the character guy dies or something. No, that's not what we're going for here. I'm all about the happy ending. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and that doesn't necessarily mean, oh, that means they get, you know, the love interest at the end. But, but it that just doesn't means mean everything it, is good. Exactly. You it's don't just, feel like you want to die. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. You feel, yeah, you feel, yeah. You feel like you kind of just have to go die now. Yeah. <laughs> it is so much about hope. And I feel like the, the best stories have hope. You know? Yeah, exa exactly. You yeah. have to be able to, to acknowledge that these things happen or that you go through these experiences while also saying to yourself, but like you said, I don't, I don't want to die now. You know, it's not the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, okay. The end it's yeah, okay. It's, it's I can, okay. I can go on. Yes, I can go on and um, tell my story. And so yeah. that's definitely... The reason I went there, um, and they are an independent publisher. They do traditional publishing, yes, but it's not like the big five breakdown. Um, they carefully select each book that they're going to publish. It, it's 
much smaller in the terms of team and everything, but I love that because it's very hands-on. I've never experienced anything where I felt like I had to change anything to meet market demands or anything like that. They were just like, tell your story because the story is awesome as is. Kind that's of beautiful. Uh, yeah. So that's the route I chose to go. And that's what I always try to encourage writers with. Like, I know it sounds wonderful going you know, big five and getting this yeah. huge advance and everything that is always glamorous and sounds great and everything. But it's a lie. It's a, it's a lie. <laughs> it's not necessarily a lie, but it is also it is. a journey that you have to you have to dedicate yourself to. Yeah. And for me, I just wanted to reach like five teen readers. That's why I told them when I came in. I was like, yeah. I just like if I could hit these five teen readers who felt like they haven't seen their self in a book and haven't you know, been able to experience this kind of happiness or whatever, that's good enough for me. And so that's what I think you right. have to think about as an author. Yes, you want to build your career. Yes, you want to do all those things, but you don't have to go the route that you always see. It's almost like TV, where you see this thing on TV and you're like, "This is that's the life I have to lead. No, you can get there in other ways. And that's that's how it is for me, right? You know, right now I have an agent, but I didn't have an agent when I sold Run With Lions. I didn't have a lot of things, but I'm making progress through each step. Yeah, yeah. It's about impact. Yeah, and it really is. At the end of the day, are you writing these books because you want, you know, money. a big lump sum? And they, yeah, exactly. Yeah, or are you writing these the money. books? Yeah, are you writing these books for teens or whoever you're writing, whoever your audience is for? Are you writing it for them? Are you hoping to impact somebody? Are you yeah. hoping that somebody walks away from your book and wants to go on? Because yeah. for me, like a lot of time reading is to get me back into a space of I belong here. I need to continue on kind of thing. Um, so mm -hmm. who are you trying to reach with your with your book versus do I just want to go the glamorous, sparkly lifestyle that everybody, you know, claims that is great? I'm learning. Uh, <laughs> I'm learning about the difference between the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but there's. I mean, there's going to be ups and downs. There's certain things that you right. don't necessarily get with a small publisher um, that you might get with a big five um, because there's limitations on budgets and things like that. So there's there's other sacrifices that you know right. you have to you have to deal with. But again, it, it boils down to everybody has their own path. Which one are you willing to take? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about How to Be Remy Cameron? What inspired you to write that one? <laughs> um, how to Be Remy Cameron. That was an interesting one. Um, because again, uh, Running With Lions was, I was writing How to Be Remy Cameron. It was like six months out before Running With Lions was coming out. And I was still in that headspace of, am I allowed to, to tell the stories I want to tell? Because again, as yeah, again. Okay, okay, sorry. <laughs> As much as we've grown in publishing and in the world in general when it comes to diversity and elevating other voices, there still weren't a lot of books out there um, with a queer Black main character at the forefront. And there certainly wasn't, isn't many out there from own voices. Yeah. And so... I wasn't sure if I could write How to Be Remy Cameron because I wasn't sure would he even make it out there. Of course, my publisher, again, super supportive, super like, yes, no, this is the story you need to tell. You know, um, this needs to be out there. And I did. Uh, but the inspiration behind that um, was twofold. One, I grew up in upstate New York, uh, spent my childhood there, and I was one of less than a handful of Black people in my entire school. So um, if anything, I was known as Julian the Black Kid. 
and not as Julian. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm, it's never just known as like the funny kid or the dramatic kid or anything. I was the black kid, you know, essentially. Um, so I wanted to write a story like that where it was just like these labels we wear. And then as I got older, you know, um, I love my friends, but in my friend group, I'm the gay, I'm the gay one, you know? I am the uh, end all authority on all things gay because that I'm the only one in the group. Yeah, just uh, tokenized. Yeah, exactly. So I, I needed to write a book for teens out there who know what it's like to have to wear these labels instead of getting to know themselves yeah. and being able to be who they are. Um, and then also how labels can be used to, you know, depower us. Like, you know, being yeah. the black kid instead of celebrating, oh yeah, you, you're damn right I'm the black kid. It suddenly becomes like this bad thing. Like, oh no, yeah. I'm the black kid. And these yeah. are the things I get known for, the only things I get asked about. Like, I'm sorry, I, I do know a lot about music. I don't know just about hip hop and stuff like that. Let's yeah, let's yeah, throw yeah. that out the door, you know, kind of thing. You're, you're a multifaceted, exactly. complicated human so, being. Like, yeah. people are, you <laughs> exactly. know. Exactly. Um, so that's why I wrote it. And then another, um, reason that I got inspired to write or I felt like I could write it was at the time an article came out on the LGBTQ reads um shout out to Dahlia Adler who uh runs that uh it was an article featuring queer black male authors and their quest into publishing and the stories they wanted to tell and I felt so freaking inspired because I never see that I never see like a group of us it's always like one and then that's it. And you're just like, oh, yeah, I, I want to be that person. But when it's like a group, it's so empowering. Yeah. It's so it's like inspirational. Exactly. Exactly. Um, it is a movement. It's a movement that I hope continues. Um, so I read that article, which featured you and a couple of other authors in there. And it just felt so, it felt <laughs> like I could tell my story now. It felt yeah. like if they're out there doing that and they're not doing it in the same necessary kind of story that I'm trying to tell like you, you write hard and whatnot and there's other other people out there trying to write historical and there's others out there who write um maybe more dramatic pieces and stuff like that literary fiction stuff like that so I was like oh I, I can write my rom-com if I want it can be done kind of thing we're not you know like this single layered thing so um that's how I finally decided okay I'm gonna write how to be Remy Cameron because there are more voices. I'm not alone in this. I don't have to carry this, you know, weight yeah. by myself kind of thing. Yeah. I love that. That's why I always prioritize community building because it's so important oh for like building people's spirits and like mm -hmm. building the kind of um, determination and faith that it takes to um, make it in this industry. Yeah. You know, it just takes so much persistence. Yes. <laughs> and you need those people like encouraging you and cheering yeah. you on. And then you, you you need to be their cheerleaders as well. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. we need to, to to get to the point where we stop getting a toe in the door and closing it and closing and saying, okay, well I'm in now. Let me not bring anybody else with me. Let me not uplift any other voices. It, it, it's gotta stop because there's room for more than one type of author at the table. There's room for more than one type of person in the industry in general. Um, and if we don't start uplifting other people, whether they're already established or still trying to, you know, get their name out there, then it really is just going to be, we got in the door, we're going to get kicked right back out and there's going to be no spaces for us again. You know, yeah. you have to, you have to get everyone in the door. You can't just say, oh, let me bring in my best friend because, you know, we've been writing these, these stories together at Starbucks and, you know, once I get in, I'm going to bring them up and then not think about, you know, the person at the Starbucks in a whole other city who's trying to tell a story also that you could 
you could help out as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's very important to um, not just be clicky, but really care about what you're doing. Yeah, you know, exactly. And really care about your impact. Yeah. My, like my story is not going to affect the same thing that someone else's story is going to affect. And I don't want that person to be left out Yeah. just because I'm the only one in the door. Right. 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 So the summer of everything, your next book, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and, and read the, the summary or what do we call this a summary? Synopsis summary. Yeah. It, I, I like in, the, summary. in certain worlds, they call this a blurb. Oh, Have you, exactly. seen, you seen that? Yes. Yeah. I, I get so thrown by all the different terms. I'm like, what is that? They never mean the same thing. They never mean the same thing. It's like, sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they, they hunt me down. They hunt me down. <laughs> Just got clicking on all formats. (laughs) Oh my god! god. Okay, here we go. Comic book geek Wesley Hudson excels at two things: slacking off at his job and pining after his best friend Nico. Advice from his friends: '90s alt rock songs and online dating articles aren't helping much with his secret crush, and his dream job at Once Upon a Page, the local used bookstore, is threatened when a coffee shop franchise wants to buy the property. Oh shit! They come in. To top it off, his annoying brother needs wedding planning advice. When all three problems converge, Wes comes face to face with the one thing he's been avoiding, adulthood. Now confronted with reality, can Wes balance saving the bookstore and his strained sibling relationship? Can he win the heart of his crush too? Okay. So (laughs) I hope I read that okay, but um, I want to know everything about this book. And I want to know if you're... Okay, I don't know how to ask this question, but... But ask it anyway, because I love it when the people don't <laughs> phrase, it, phrase it the way they want, because it doesn't feel like it was planned. Okay. It was a conversation. Basically, what I want to ask is, like, how do you bring autobiographical elements into your work? Um, or is it autobiographical, or is it, like... Because I feel like it's just, like, what kind of writer you are. I feel like yeah. some writers prefer to write further from their own experience, which yeah. I, I completely understand. I do that. I feel <laughs> like I do both. I feel like sometimes I want to, like, full-on escape this thing. And I, like, there's a part of my writer's soul that just has to do that. Right. And then there's a part of my writer's soul that has to, like, bring some of myself into it. Yeah. So I think, you know, can, can I be super honest? I yes. feel like even the people who try to write so far from who they are still have still can't help a time. it yeah like yeah. like their favorite character snack is twizzlers like we know you didn't make that up we yeah know we you know you just twizzlers access right that from the brain <laughs> you just picked it right up and just put it right in exactly like come on now. so um, oh my god i feel like it's still people still do it but i fully admire people who can write completely away from themselves because like the size of their imagination is just it's like fascinating how did you get there exactly like (laughs) seriously from here to there (laughs) wait where did you go (laughs) and how do i get can you leave me like some breadcrumbs or something yeah like how do i follow exactly some fantasies are too hard for me and that and they're they're and i'm just like lost (laughs) i'm not smart enough for this okay i cannot get that far but i mad respect for the people who do have that imagination because world building just ain't my jam. It's just not. <laughs> it's difficult. It's super hard. Difficult. Super hard to do. You know, right, Terry? Yeah, I mean, I was gonna yeah, say, yeah, like, yeah. Listen, your worlds are really involved. <laughs> when you're too, done so like, writing all these books, I want you to write a how-to guide, so maybe some of us could get just a smidge further than you know. Let me like, describe the walls of this coffee shop. Right? <laughs> I, I definitely feel like it's an escape to like escape life sometimes and just like 
go on a journey, you know, take yourself on a journey. Why not? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Let me just totally check out for this next, um, four hours of writing and be somewhere else, which, yeah, yeah, I could, I could see myself want to do a lot more in 2020. (laughs) Okay. Um, I think we're ready for the speed round. Okay. Oh my God. Speed round, speed round. (laughs) The moment everyone was waiting for. Exactly. Um, But not me. Uh, do we wait? Okay, so we're gonna do the we're gonna do the title association. Okay, name that name that author. I'm okay. not gonna I'm not gonna make listen. It too hard. When I screw these up, I don't want everyone to cancel me. Um, I just want you all to send me free books. No, okay? no, no, no. <laughs> I think you'll do well. All right, so I'm gonna name a book, and Julian has to name the author of the book. If I don't get the author, can I at least describe the, the cover? Go. No. Just go. Um, just do the best you can. Okay. Yeah, okay, sure. okay, okay. Reading off my shelf. Okay, let's start easy. Children of Blood and Bone. It's Tomy. Yes. Love it. Love it. Wilder Girls. Oh, Rory. Love Rory. Um, yeah. Rory Power. Allegedly. Tiffany D. Jackson. You have to say the D because it makes me feel like that I love the D. Like she's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was the right phrasing, but um, Oh gosh! <laughs> um, wait, slay. Oh, sorry. I, I I was still thinking about what you had just said. Uh, Brittany, oh, no! <laughs> you threw me off. You threw me off. Not a fan. Yes, of I know, right? Brittany, I love Brittany. We are the ants. Sean David Hutchinson. They both die at the end. The Adam Silvera. The yes. Adam the Silvera. The Adam Silvera. Okay, you have to know. <laughs> oh my God! Do you have any Terry? <laughs> Grasshopper Jungle. Woo! Whoa, hit him with that grasshopper jungle. <laughs> Knowledge. I would like a free copy in the mail. Grasshopper um, <laughs> jungle is in... crazy. I haven't read it. It's so. like super out there. <laughs> okay, I'm not cool. down for it. Listen, cool. I, listen I, I can do it. It's very just like raw. <laughs> like, okay, okay. It's just like. <laughs> So as, so as in, I won't be, you know, reading for a long time after I finish, right? I, some books, yeah, some books do that to me where it's like, oh, this was super whoa, and I will not be picking up anything. Yeah, it's, from like, it's like, wow, I just went on this journey. Um, exactly. What did it mean? I need to recover. <laughs> yeah, I'm confused now. <laughs> Gentleman's Guide to Vice and Virtue. That is Mackenzie Lee. Dear Martin. Oh, that is the Nick fantabulous stone nick fantabulous stone yes <laughs> give him a hard one i know right um uh, well i mean no proxy. but no but no oh 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 alex London. yeah that was I a hard, hard one. one that was <laughs> a hard one okay 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 i'll give you one um okay is that one hard? no that one's too it hard it could be for me some of them are like too hard okay okay yeah. let's go breakfast of champions oh 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 it's um tony the tiger Kelly. what <laughs> Frosted Flakes! Frosted Flakes! The Breakfast of Champions! It's a book, Julian! It's a book! <laughs> How did we get the Frosted Flakes? Breakfast of Champions! I, I don't, oh my god. I don't know yeah, that Yeah, Tony the Tiger was the author, though. Okay, okay, so see? It's Breakfast of Champions by Tony the Tiger. You can <laughs> get it on Amazon or IndieBound or wherever you buy books. Tony is a but no, striking I don't know new that talent. Yeah, I seriously don't know that one. So that's, that's That sad. is Kurt, Kurt Vonnegut. Okay, it's sad and bad on my part. Again, I'm accepting book donations. Okay, okay, okay. Wait. The... <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Beautiful Creatures. <gasps> I saw the movie. Does that count? No! <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 
beautiful creature slander will not be tolerated. I'm sorry, on I did it. I did. Listen, that book I, was so monumental. It yeah, was, a cultural but, reset. But like, I was like, what? It's a boy, and it's romantic, and it's witchy. What? <laughs> I know. The Outsiders. Oh, I don't know who wrote the Outsiders. I just know I had to read it in high school. Wasn't it? Did, wasn't she like problematic at, at the end of the day? She was like real problematic. I don't remember, I so. but I feel like she had a scandal. I, so. I do know I enjoyed it for the found family aspects because I hadn't had a book like that. Um, but at the same time, it's required reading, so I can't say I 100% loved it. I don't know. It was just all right. I just read it and it wasn't bad, but it wasn't like anything groundbreaking. It was like obvious that, like, okay, a white lady wrote this. And then <laughs> it was like white people who were like, wow, it's so gritty. Whoa. <laughs> And I, like when I was reading it, I was like, okay, I'm on the white people way for a second. But like afterwards, I know that there's better work out there. This is like not that great, you guys. Yes, you yes. know, it's definitely required reading. Yeah. It's definitely required reading. But um, it was like, I, I liked when the shank came out and they were like, nah. Oh, see, see. Like Romeo and Juliet. There we go. <laughs> there we go. This is the difference between me and Ryan. Is I was traumatized, traumatized crying in class at that part. Yes, that's fine. No, the violent yes. parts are the best. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love violence. <sighs> We've had this discussion about me and horror. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good work. I love violence and blood and guts. Yep, everybody, mm -hmm. that's my thing. All right. Thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you. Um, how can we keep track of you? Social links, uh, website. Like, okay. what what should we that you can name? That I can name? God, isn't it? It's, it's so weird yeah. if you if you don't have like your the actual link. name as a handle <laughs> yeah. on, on social media. It's yeah. Like, oh, what's your What's your handle on like Twitter? Like Julian Winters wasn't available, so I had to get Julian W underscore no rice. yes it was like this whole wait i, I spent like 10 rice, yeah. minutes trying to fight with twitter about okay no okay let's try this version let's try this version no would you like to add 1989 like no we're like <laughs> where, where did that number come from no i don't want to add that and on they there. make you like a droid exactly yeah so um <laughs> which number robot do you want to be <laughs> twitter is julian they not like coding us <laughs> Number 6,924. And then it gets even worse when you gotta pick like a password. Oh my goodness. It must contain an asterisk. Oh gosh. An ampersand, an exclamation point, at least one number. It's, it's terrible. One now. capital letter. Like, and I think I have like. Like, is this the fucking capital? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Twitter is Julian W underscores rights. And then Instagram is Winters Julian. And then webpage is julianwinters.com. Make sure it's just mm -hmm. julianwinters.com. Don't go www.julianwinters.com because you'll end up somewhere totally different that I don't know. Okay. So right. just julianwinters.com. Um, and those are the three places mainly to find me. I tell you my Tumblr, but isn't what on Tumblr, Mark? Like Tumblr, I'm the black myself. hole. Yeah, I feel like I'm by myself over there, but like <laughs> the black. It's like a black hole. <laughs> Cherished memories. Where I the can't light let it no go. longer touches. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. Um, thank you so much for talking to me. This was amazing. Thank you. It was fun. It was a lot I'm of fun. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited for your voice. I'm so excited for everything you're going to do to the industry to change it and uplifting people. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm amazing. excited to, you know, the further I can go, the more doors I hope to open for a whole hell of a lot more people. I want to be on the sidelines cheering. You're just like say. one of the most uplifting people I know. Thank you. And I really appreciate that.
I appreciate what y'all are doing. Thanks for coming. Thanks for talking to me. All right. Thank you everyone for listening. Be sure to keep track of Julian. He is a really great guy. Um, This industry is so lucky to have him. And now that we're coming up on the 2020 election cycle, please take a page from the book of Julian Winters and uplift your favorite candidate rather than tearing people down. I think we need a lot more uplifting to go around this cycle. We don't want another repeat of 2016. That'll just leave us with four more years of Trump. So please, um, you know, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but please try to be helpful. Try to um, put something out there uh, that, you know, might teach someone something new about whoever you support and take a stand for something because we really need more people taking stands for things. So um, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow Blacklight at Blacklight Pod and I'll be back in another two weeks with a new episode. Peace out.